Did I say that right? I would just say, I don't know how to say that. I would just say the hearing was before you as district judge because <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know either. Uh, this is why they pay. Uh, Homer, they, thanks for the edits. <laughs> this is why they pay, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Kessler and Steve Berman the yes. big bucks <laughs> to read the titles of their stupid cases. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Name Image Like This podcast, the podcast dedicated to covering the NIL world. I'm Wheeler. And I'm Chrissy, and we serve on the NIL team at VictoryFi. VictoryFi offers software built by us that monitors NIL compliance and provides that financial literacy education that we all need. And we have a platform for student athletes to create merch. Our framework platform, partners with athletic departments to teach student-athletes how to manage money earned through NIL and how to navigate the NIL world. Our Nelly.io platform is the easiest way to NIL. It allows student-athletes to build their own custom merch. We're working on some really cool collaborations this fall. Check that out at nillie.io. That's right, Nelly.io, N-I-L-L-I-E.io. And Chrissy, you are totally right. I We have been doing a lot. And it's kind of getting cool. It had some really creative stuff going. Hannah is um, has her creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. She's been crushing it and making some awesome designs. Yes. We need to talk about that in an upcoming episode. Absolutely. We have some really cool plans just to help athletes grow their brand even more beyond just kind of our social media posts. So really, really looking forward to that and getting creative. But this past weekend, I heard you did not watch the Auburn game. What were you doing? Now, I, okay, yeah, I, I totally didn't miss it for the sake of just, like, not wanting to watch Auburn play. It wasn't, like, a protest. It wasn't a protest one bit. I mean, it, it truly wasn't. I just, we live in Georgia. We live here. They give two rats, you know what, about Auburn football. They don't they care less about it here. Um, so, again, they, if we had this golf tournament called the YV, what was it, YVO? Young versus old? Mm-hmm. Is it OVY or YVO? I don't know which one it was, but... Um, it was just like a little kind of fake Writers' Cup thing. And, of course, Georgia fans planned it out. They had a night game, so no threat to ruining any other game day experience. But me, on the other hand, we got out there at 8 o'clock and just had actually a great time. I didn't see – it was see, 27 holes? Yeah, we did 27 holes. We did um, best ball, alternate shot. And then, um, yeah, Dallas just absolutely destroyed me, like 5-3 five, five, or something. Just – he killed me in the singles. I had probably been overserved at that point. I did my part. <laughs> I got my first two points early mm-hmm, on in the, mm-hmm. in the first 18. So, yeah, I just kind of took it easy and just uh, – honestly, I got distracted trying to stream Auburn, like, on the course. It's just – it's. I'm sure that was it. I had no focus. I'm sure that was it. And Alabama, not off to a great start in our game. I was a little disappointed, but we ended up winning, so it's okay. And then I know you wanted to touch on Coach Prime, Colorado – not so hot this week. Yeah, you know, I feel like we have to talk about Coach Prime because you put it in the headline and we're going to get some more viewers. Everybody was all <laughs> over. Clickbait. Yeah, it's true clickbait. So everybody's all over Colorado. Um, they, Bo Nix, you know, oh, <laughs> you hate to see it. I mean, you, you like it for him, I guess. But um, yeah, Oregon just stomped him. Tore him, tore him a new one. But uh, that's not the... Uh, that's probably not the end of Coach Prime. No, I think they're still getting some. He's getting some pretty awesome coverage, and it'll still be college day, game day. We'll still be talking. He can still beat Georgia. <laughs> like, no, you couldn't. All right, like it, that was so unrealistic. Of course, nobody with any sense thought he would beat you know 
I don't know. Like they're, they're just, they weren't there. It's the first mm-hmm. team in, in Colorado stunk last year. Yes. All new team brought in the whole squad. Like give them some time before you start <laughs> saying he's going to win a natty. Yes. Yes. You got to have something behind it. Yeah. But so today in our main segment, we're going to go over a little news, but we're also going to talk through the NIL hearing that we talked about last week. We kind of briefly mentioned it and we were saying that the um, collective was actually the collective association was going to just kind of like strong arm their way in. Um, but now we've been able to read some coverage about what actually happened at the NIL hearing at the federal level. And so we're going to cover that today, which will be pretty interesting. So we're going to read through that article. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. So well, that's, cool. that's the updates. This is good. Let's get into it. Um, let's get into the news and facts. Let's do it. News and facts. Okay, so SWFL flight crew has formed to support student-athletes at Florida Gulf Coast University. we got another collective. A spokesperson from the collective says that it aims to build relationships between regional businesses, fans, boosters, nonprofits, everything like that, allowing athletes to realize the full potential of their NIL campaigns, and they're going to do a lot of community events, which is really neat. So I just say congrats to them. That's really awesome. Help those athletes out because they definitely need a little guidance because they're really busy during their sports season. So I love it. Totally, totally. And uh, I wonder how they're going to do with the community stuff because we've seen it over and over again. All these collectives are popping up. And now it is no surprise. Every school will have one. Mm-hmm. But are they just going to be collectives in name or are they actually going to be rallying the fans? Because mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time again. Just because you have a collective doesn't mean the athletes are getting any money. Mm-hmm. You know, that money is being poured into the collective to be distributed for all intents and purposes, you know, paying them um, for advertising or whatever they could do. Like, you really need to engage the community. And yeah, so, it's tough work. I'm uh, intrigued. Just, especially if they only have like four or five people working the collective. It's yeah, like, it's hard. Good luck organizing something. Yes, it is very hard. So go, y'all. Excited for you. Hope for all the best. Okay, Wheeler, uh, what about your news for today? The potential class action status of athletes in a case centering on paying NCAA players for broadcast revenue took center stage in a very contentious federal courtroom hearing on Thursday in Oakland, California. Jeffrey Kessler and Steve Berman, they are the lead attorneys for Arizona State swimmer Grant House, former Oregon and now currently TCU basketball player Sedona Prince, and former Illinois football player Tymere Oliver argued they ought to represent many thousands of current and former collegiate athletes who were denied NIL before 2021 and who had been excluded entirely from the NIL process. The hearing uh, was before U.S. District uh, Judge Claudia Wilkin, who has previously presided over successful class action lawsuits brought by Ed O'Bannon and Sean Alston. You may know them from the famous case that kind of got everything kicked off. The NCAA and Power Five conferences are accused of conspiring through NCAA rulemaking to deny athletes of NIL opportunities up until 2021. Another allegation is that these parties continue to deny college athletes a share of TV revenue and revenue from video games that could have been made. Uh, there's no video games out there for college right now. Like that's yeah. That's been so long in the past. Like none of these people have. Anyways, the players propose classes for for football and men's basketball players, women's basketball players, players in other sports starting in 2016, and all D1 athletes who competed or will compete from June 15, 2020, 
when the complaint was first filed to the date of judgment in the case, which is set to go on trial um, in a year from now, January 27th, 2025. According to the court records, these three classes would collectively include more than 14,500 college athletes. You know what is makes me feel dumb is I did not realize that, that a class action lawsuit was divided into several classes of people that were impacted by whatever the lawsuit is about. Go on. Explain more what you're trying to say. <laughs> you're making fun of me? Uh, I really didn't. Really. Like a class action lawsuit, I just thought it was like an entire group of people. I didn't realize that different groups of people could go under the same lawsuit and claim that they had damages, but yeah. they're not quite related. From what I know about any time my friends send me like a Godiva chocolate bar recall, <laughs> that that's a class action lawsuit I'm going to jump in immediately because I'm going to get my $10 that I've purchased for the three, four, five-gallon bucket of Godiva well, chocolate. Well, see, I knew that, but I didn't realize there were different classes of people who were impacted by the Godiva chocolate. Yeah, I just, there's a lot of athletes. Okay, so 14,500 college athletes and going back to what it said, So are they each going to get like 50 bucks? I mean, look, this is eight years ago. They've not only graduated, they've already gotten through the, you know, the bitch work of their first mm -hmm. job, maybe even on their third job by now. They don't want 50 They're in a career. I just don't see what, what that NIL revenue, especially because unless they're outstanding athletes, studs, they're not getting the big bucks, probably. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, if they, I don't know. There's not even an NCAA video game for them to share profits with. Yes. I want that game. Bring it out, but we can't play. I'm interested. I'm interested to follow along, and we have a whole year till we find out. So we'll see, like, what comes out before all this happens. But excellent news and facts. Thank you. And um, I guess, you know, so that, that kind of tees things up. Uh, you know, we have litigation drama all mm -hmm. over the place. So, drama. Like you mentioned, the Collectives Association of Collectives of Associations. What is it called? The Collective Association. Of Collectives Association. Yeah. So the Collective <laughs> Association, you know, it's just a, a kind of meta group of collectives who associate with each other to, you know, kind of probably drive the industry in the way they wanted to go. Couldn't get in past the bouncer. And you're going to talk about it. <laughs> No, that's very true. That's It's super interesting. So we just thought this was of interest. So we're just going to kind of read through some of the coverage. There was a good amount of coverage. A lot of our um, a lot of our listeners might have kind of tuned in or at least been aware of this, but we just wanted to cover what all was going on. So basically, it was much ado about nothing is kind of what the general word on the street is. So for our main, our main segment, we're going to cover the ninth NIL hearing from, from Congress on NCAA federal legislation. Don't they have to like not wear suits in Congress anymore? I have no idea. Yeah, I, think, I wonder if it was just like uh, everybody's laid back in you their Hawaiian. think they track suits? Yeah, track suits and Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to kind of read through this and then you just jump in when you want to say something. I'm not saying anything. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so... This article, it's from On3. Everyone, we y'all know we love On3. Um, much of the discourse at Wednesday's legislative hearing on NIL centered around pay-for-play and NIL collectives, with two sitting athletic directors as witnesses and a former Heisman Trophy winner as a third witness. And the narrative of what the NCAA wants to see fixed in college sports was made clear, according to On3's article. So... Um, the things that they are wanting to see, more guidelines, a different framework, and the ability to crack down 
on inducements. So obviously the NCAA just wants more power, right? Because they don't have any. Sure, sure. That's that's what I'm saying. But the fourth witness, the only one that has a track record of working at athletes' rights, steered the conversation away from NIL at times. Maddie Solomon, the former D1 Student Athlete Advisory Committee, SAC, baby, we love SAC, SAC SAC chair and current vice president of the College Football Players Association, turned part of the conversation to athletes' health and oversight. So I think that is something really common we're seeing whenever you and I have tuned into countless discussions about NIL, and they always work in the health, like mental health, insurance, you know, injuries, that is always, they go hand in hand, which they're two unrelated things, but somehow we're tying them all together every single time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a stretch. You can make, connect dots to get them together. I mean, you can say like, yeah, if you get injured, get the pay to, to you know, recover. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if, uh, I don't know, you don't have the bucks to pay for it. So yeah, I, I can see how you'd need that. That would be in the same conversation as trying to get money. So just in general, we're just saying like, sometimes it's hard if you try to put too many battles and tie them together. Yes. You know, like if you pick a lane, stay in your lane as we have been told. Um, Okay. So Solomon called out the NCAA for abdicating its throne and not enforcing NIL policy, instead skirting around lawsuits as proof of an antitrust exemption. She also called out legislators for trying to pack too much into their bill drafts, as I just mentioned. Yes. Okay, so some of the issues that were being addressed in many of these bills, and this is what Solomon says, it's like everything in the kitchen sink. What I alluded to earlier with legislators trying to put things they think will be a good idea and in practice work, but not actually address the deeper issues that athletes have and what they really want fixed. She said, I'm generally of the opinion that they should be separate. These bills are trying to do too much. They're ineffective and will not pass. That's my opinion. And as all our listeners know, all summer we were reporting about all these different bills that were coming up on the federal level. And first of all, it was mostly politicians who were just trying to get attention by saying they were doing NIL things. And a lot of them had no experience in sports. They were not written with the input of any kind of athlete, coach, anything like that. And I definitely see what she's saying before I keep going to any other thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that what they're covering is for your standard athlete. I think it's for the top athletes. And it seems like there should be maybe a tier of certain players that are expected to go pro that are expected to either not even just like NFL, NBA, WBA, but like overseas somewhere, someone who has a legitimate chance of making a career out of this. Mm -hmm. And they're intending to do it. They should have to, you know, make your intents known. Hey, look, I'm planning on doing, going this professionally. This is my major, maybe. I don't know. Um, and maybe doing like business sports. And that was actually where you are trying to play your sport to get it professionally. And if you don't do it, you don't get the the special benefits, or whatever they're trying to collect here together. Because I've I played D3 basketball. Obviously, it's not D1. I had no chance of doing anything, you know, professionally. <laughs> like, God, God for I, whoever tried to pay to. Get me out there. Like they would not be a good investment, <laughs> but I, this would not apply to me at all. Yeah. And it wouldn't apply to field hockey. It wouldn't apply to women's volleyball. There's a gazillion different people out there. This does not, it's not gonna be affected by all these overarching rules. Just don't forget lose sight in this. All they're saying paper NIL is supposed to be like the ability to market your name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. 
Let's just don't stray too far from it and go through these like not NIL pass. Yes. Keep it simple. Stupid. Yes, like, the KISS method. It's truly, they're truly going to get things confusing for everybody and make dumb rules that small schools can't keep up with. And they might have to shut down programs if they're forced to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have we have schools coming to us with our framework program all the time because we have the best price. We truly do. And they are just trying to meet these requirements. And it does not apply. We also work with schools where NIL definitely applies to their athletes. But we have some where they just absolutely have to do it if they want to be able to play. And they have to follow all these rules. And you're right. It's just like the athletes that... Certain athletes in certain sports or at certain schools, they don't need all of this protection. And we're just fighting this gigantic battle. And even when it's provided for them, like they may not even be fully taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have all the resources that in the world and it still takes effort to get out of bed, to go schedule, get an appointment, go learn. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets things done in one session. Like you have to go back multiple times. It's surely takes just as much time to learn how to you know, be mentally okay and how to do financial mm-hmm. literacy. It's not just something you learned overnight. Yes. yes. I would also, I am curious because I know we just said some inflammatory remarks and I know a lot of our collective listeners, we are going after other sports and or at smaller schools and everything. And I would love to hear y'all's opinion and how it's going. So definitely email us contact at victoryfi.com. Check that out. We love to hear from you. Okay. So the article goes on to say, After nine legislative hearings on NIL in the last three years and change, it was a stark difference from some of the events that have included elected officials bringing out a Florida helmet at meetings. So they're saying, like, this was really serious and kind of dark. Um, The former Duke lacrosse player was the only witness to bring up the idea of collective bargaining on Wednesday. Instead of explaining how that could come to be, Solomon's point steered the conversation away from NIL. In the final minutes of the hearing, committee chairman Roger Williams had to bring the discussion back to the collectives after Solomon answered a line of questioning around athletes' health health and oversight in the courage state and the current state of college athletes. So it's really getting convoluted. Yeah. This just it it kind of sounds like again, you and I have sat in on so many meetings. We've listened in to NCAA discussions local Georgia high school association meetings. We have attended countless events and they all end like this because people, it is so even now years in, it's still new, but it's years in. people still just like want to get their name out there and say stuff. And you just go off the rails when you get a moment to speak. Kind of nuts. Okay. So, um, do, do, do. Okay. So, She said, these young people we need to care about, and there are many people who care about them. They get treated like a sack of meat a lot of times, but they're human beings. Coaches try to lose sight of that when it comes to winning games, treating it like a job and forgetting even the best bosses in business care about their employees and treat them well, treat them with respect, care about them personally, which is true and it's important, but we are losing sight of this conversation we're trying to have. Yeah, that's interesting, especially because... I feel like coaches have more scrutiny than ever right now. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. I mean, you you hear stories all the time. Like you're no water. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to do this. There's not a single coach in the world out there that wants to keep their job that is still kind of doing this sack of meat type coaching out there. It's, it's not like that. Maybe in a few places, but they won't be around for long. Yeah. Uh, I think athletes are treated better than they ever have been before. Like at at this current stage, um, could they be better? I'm sure everything could get 
better. Maybe that's what they're proposing here. Yeah. Okay. So goes on to say, Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith also weighed in. One of the four witnesses, Smith is now 67. He started off as an athletic director at 29. So testifying in front of Congress and asking the federal government for help and NCAA guidance was something he says he never wanted to do. But he is in agreement with Solomon uh, in regard to athletes' welfare and oversight. So now we're seeing where we are overall talking about athlete welfare and oversight. But we're kind of changing the conversation of what this meeting's theme was. Um, so that's interesting. So he also talks about um, winning a national championship. And at the end of the day, if you get hit bad, it's not really even worth it. It's just kind of where his whole section goes into. And then he goes into more on x-ray, like being a doctor, and I can read into all that, but we're just kind of getting more into like the health side. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? My comment had nothing to do with what you were saying. Who's paying for all this? <laughs> Unknown. Do we even know who, like who's, so is, is the goal of this like, okay, we realize schools will not pay for this, will not have the bucks for it. We're going to let the federal government make the rules so that they can provide federal funds for these athletes. Why would they get federal funds? I don't know. I mean, that's what they're trying to lobby for until they get something. I think they're just they're just trying to have a national guidance on NIL from the government. Then who's going to I just don't get where it comes from. I have no idea. It's interesting. Hmm. Okay, so the next headline in this article is NIL hearing was disappointing (laughs) for some who tuned into the legislative hearing. The pivot of athletes health was positive, but put into context just how different NIL is from other issues, like I was saying before, that need to be addressed and not clumped into one piece of legislation. I also find that annoying. Um, not everyone reviewed it in that light. They quote Darren Heitner, um, and, you know, they love to quote Darren of Heitner. Course does, yeah. <laughs> of course he got his name in here. He thought the hearing was another mischance to discuss the subject everyone was in attendance for NIL. I totally agree. We're taking a hot-button issue. This is just like what they do on Capitol Hill Pork, baby. Yeah, it's Truly, just, you're just, just taking a hot yeah. button thing and you're throwing everything else you want in it. And the other things are good, but they're not NIL. Um, so he says, no, in fact, it's disappointing. While athletes' health and welfare should absolutely be a priority, this is a hearing, the ninth, that was supposed to be on NIL. And if you listen carefully to what Maddie Solomon said, who was really the impetus for the discussion shifting to athletes' health and welfare, she doesn't believe that there's going to be any progress on NIL at the federal level because they can't stay focused on NIL. And so then it just says, like, what is next is unseen, and it goes on. But basically, that's it. And they quote Matt Winter or Mitt Winter and, like, all the other names we always see. But it's just, like, they got into a big discussion, and they got off topic. Do you think they – like, the reason that it's all bundled together is because they – like, nothing would have happened if it was just NIL. Like, without you putting in kind of the mental health aspect of it Mm -hmm. with, you know, injuries. Maybe. I feel like that might be the only way they actually could have gotten – to where they are, and that's why it's happening like that? I See, I kind of think it's the opposite. I feel like no one would – everyone says they care about athletes' health and well-being, but I don't think that is flashy at all. But what is flashy is, like, you know, whoever – get Carson Beck getting $2 million from an energy drink, that's flashy, so let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't know, but, like – what is it? The transfer portal. You can always transfer into the guise of mental health concerns mm-hmm. being at one place. So it's, it is, it is the button to not to, it's a good scapegoat right now. If you're going to try to get something, obviously it's, a, it's an important issue, but I feel like nobody's touching mental health. Nobody's going to accuse anyone of 
fraudulent mental health. You know, yes. like you can, you can really, yeah, it's ripe for it's corruption right now. Yeah. No, very interesting. We'll keep following along, but it just seems right now the federal level discussion, it's just like every time we report on it, I'm glad we went in depth and covered what they talked about, but Every time there we report on it, we're like, and nothing actually happened. Well, that's just what happens. This is NL. <laughs> so, should we do the Nillies? Let's get into the Nillies. You get the first one because actually I like yours best. Okay. I cheated and looked ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so Ohio State football players have a deal with the Iowa Pork Producers Association. <laughs> The group focused on educating and providing a leading voice for Iowa pork producers announced a new NIL partnership on social media. It's really cute. Um, Cyclone football players Miles Purchase, Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond, and Caleb Bacon are the players that are doing this. <laughs> in the post that they put on X, the players posed in a picture with their backs to the camera, and the photo resulted in, like, the best oh NIL God. image. Purchase it- more Ham and bacon. Yes. Like this is it's so, so funny. It's so, I just read the names. Yeah, that is. It is so funny. Excellent job. Excellent job. Love this, Nilly. What is yours? You can't beat mine. Purchase more ham and bacon is so creative and just a. Do you think they were just like giddy when they're like, oh, oh my, my gosh. God, we could spell it out. They just <laughs> probably saw like the Georgia people spelling out stuff wrong on the sideline. Like, oh my God, they just spelled bacon. <laughs> so good. Okay, what's yours? Well, I had to do a little Georgia. <laughs> Georgia dig. Yeah, this is so about Georgia. We're in Georgia. We got Q- Georgia QB Carson Beck has an NIL partnership with Zero FG Energy Drink. That's right. No field goals, <laughs> all touchdowns energy drinks. <laughs> a natural citrus and berry-flavored carbonated drink, Zero FG, caffeinated with green tea extract and packed full of both vitamins and nutritional superfoods. Wow, a lot of buzzwords there. This sounds like it is going to be energetic, and it is going to get Carson back into the end zone. No field goals. Yes, and this is like his first big NIL deal. I know he's done some stuff with the Classic City Collective, but this is like the first kind of thing on his – I think they might have had a part in it, but, you know, his own like not under the collective. Yeah. Uh, what, what did didn't we, What did Courtney say about him? Oh, that he is high fashion. He's high fashion. Yes. So, Carson Beck, if you're listening, our friend says you look high fashion. Well, there you go. Yes. Um, Keep your helmet on. (laughs) All (laughs) right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about Victify's platform, visit Nilly.io. And if you'd like to learn more about our framework compliance platform and financial literacy courses, visit Victify.com. If you'd like to learn more about our favorite recent Nillies from across the country, follow us on social media. Yes, we're posting new Nillies all the time. We keep you updated on what we're working on. You can follow us on Name Image Likeness Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter at VictoryFiNIL. Or if you want it all in one place, follow our drift. Please rate and review the podcast. Y'all are the best. We'll see you next week. Ham and bacon. Name Image Likeness is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. The show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer. Thanks to the team at Victory 5 for creating the content for this week's episode.